Welcome to the Post Victory Formation Podcast. Tune in every week to hear Mike and Kyle's thoughts about the news around the league. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Post Victory Formation Podcast. Mike and Kyle here, and we have completed week one of the NFL season. And man, no shortage of storylines coming out of week one. Mike, let's dive into it. I uh, The big story, trumping anything else that happened over the weekend, obviously. I right, Hold on. Hold on. I got to ask you one question because we all know where this is going. Will he retire? I just have to get it out. Yeah. Okay. Now you can continue with me cutting you off. I think he'll retire. But Aaron Rodgers. Four plays into his tenure with the New York Jets. Ruptures his Achilles out for the year. Jets go in and manage to pull off an upset because Josh Allen decided to go brain dead and throw four and have four turnovers. More on that later. And Jets eke it out in overtime with Zach Wilson at the helm. So... Mike, my question to you is this. We know we'll, this is kind of a focused view of a broader question, but the New York Jets now, they have a lot of talent on this team, but they're and they're going to stick with Zach Wilson as their quarterback. We saw the level of play the Jets had. It was not great. They did enough to win. The Bills especially with Josh Allen turnover extraordinaire, he's back for another year, it looks like. So all of a sudden, Mike, the AFC East seem a lot weaker of a division after week one. We know the Patriots, they they lost. And really, the only team that looked moderately competent was the, the Miami Dolphins. And you and I, we've never doubted to his ability. It's just been his ability to stay healthy. Did we see a like a potential sign that maybe the AFC East is going to belong to the Dolphins and maybe the Bills have started that regression that some people have talked about? So the AFC East is going to belong to the Dolphins. But I do want to talk about Jets. I don't know how that happened. Good for the good for their rookie. That was an awesome return. Yeah, they Gibson. can have that dub. Yes. Yep. Um Patriots still always going to hang around that close to 500. Dolphins, there's just too much talent on that team. If Tua can stay healthy, I mean, he what through for 466 yards or something like that. Yeah, in a shootout against the Chargers. Yeah, was it 34 to 34 to 36? Yeah, yeah, um, high scoring affair. I know Josh Allen is throwing like 88 interceptions, which in <laughs> what four. Four years in one game, which is almost as much as Aaron Rodgers has in his entire 17-year career or 18-year. Um, the Bills also have a lot of talent, but I know how Stefan Diggs came over to the sidelines and was like, do better, do better. Do you think Stefan Diggs is doing what he did when he was at the Vikings? Like, I want the ball. And you clearly saw every heave that Josh Allen did down there was, you know, picked off to Stefan Diggs. Yeah. And also, I want to do a little congratulations to Jordan Whitehead. He already had a $250,000 season incentive of getting three interceptions, and he did that in one game. (laughs) But I – do you think – do you think people are starting to get tired on the bills? Like, Hey, we've had all this, you know, we've been AFC champions. Like what's going on. Are are they getting frustrated that, you know, they just keep spinning their tires. It reminds me a lot of the Seattle Seahawks after the Legion of boom, where they always were good, but you could just see that the roster was slowly eroding away of talent. 
And that's kind of what these these bills remind me of. And you can take, you know, Steph Diggs and kind of play the same card as like a Russell Wilson, where he he he's hinting to the organ like there's subtle hints that he might want out of the organization. And I think you're right. Every interception that Josh Allen had on Monday night football was a heave or was in the direction of Steph Diggs. So I think there's some smoke to that fire where it's, Hey, you have to get me the ball. Like I am the guy. And I think, I don't know if that was uh, reciprocated to Josh Allen through the coaching staff or what, because there's some other viable weapons on that team. You've got Gabe Davis, you've got Dalton Kincaid, you've got Dawson Knox. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of contributors on offense that Allen could be throwing the ball to, but it just seemed like there was more and more being forced to Steph Diggs. And if that's going to be the way this season trends for the bills, they'll be lucky to get to 10 wins. I mean, you cannot be in the business of having four turnovers, three V interception and one fumble. You can't be in the business of trying to force the ball to one guy when you've got other, you know, viable NFL talent on that team that would be willing to, you know, that's there to catch the ball. So, and yeah, and I, Josh I, we've Allen. seen, we've seen this before with Steph Diggs. I would agree that this could be the beginning of the end of his tenure in Buffalo. Like just kind of with the thing with Josh Allen too, bro, you can only lower your head so many times and keep trying to push the rock forward as a quarterback, or you're going to be looking like Andrew Luck soon because if it's, if he's not getting it to Stefan Diggs and James Cook doesn't get anything going, He's literally taking it within his own hands and just trying to lower his shoulders and keep plowing. And you can't keep that up. And every year, just the decisions are getting worse and worse every year. And I like Josh Allen, but he's got to take a step back. Yeah, and I wonder how much that has to do with Dable leaving, too because he got noticeably worse last year. And this year he's so far trending exactly the same as he did last year. Trending. I think he's already there. Yeah. Unless he pulls something out. But I also, while we're touching on the AFC uh, East, thoughts on this, Kyle. Is Zach Wilson going to stay in that spot? Because... Here's just a complete anomaly that's never going to happen. Colin Kaepernick's agent reached out to the Jets about a desire to make an NFL return. I'm tired of hearing about this story every year. It's gone on too long. It's just not going to happen. But something that I saw that might happen, some sources say that Jets may be reaching out to Joe Flacco. And I'm not Joe Flacco or Flacco. we're, We're not drama or whatever here, but I just wanted to. Put those out there. Do you see Zach Wilson continuing as a starting back, or do you see somebody else coming in? Well, Zach Wilson is good in spurts. Look at last year where there's a couple games where he balled out and Jets fans are like, hey, you know what? Maybe, Maybe there's some hope here. And then he just has an abysmal game everybody wants Mike white and then Mike white goes down and they throw in Joe Flacco. And now here we are again, we're in kind of the same scenario. We got, we got Zach Wilson and a bunch of also rans for right now. I just think because Zach Wilson is so familiar with the system that you can't go out this week or next week grab a quarterback off the streets and get him up to speed fast enough where he'd be a better option than Zach Wilson. Now, I think there are a couple quarterbacks out there that could, you know, if they're brought in within the next week or two, they have a few weeks to learn the system. And then Zach Wilson falters like he has in years prior. 
I think there's some good options out there. You look at a guy, I know he, he, his last stop, he had a pretty brutal exit, but Carson Wentz, I think could be an option there. I also think you could look at a Colt McCoy, you know, a veteran QB still has some tread on the tires. Um, Joe Flacco, he's, he's getting up there in age and he can't push the ball down the field. He could barely push it down the field in his prime and let alone now he's, you know, that much older, but I do think the jets bring somebody in. We've seen those few Tom Brady rumors. We know that's not going to happen. So yeah, I would look at a Carson Wentz. I'd look at a Colt McCoy. Kaepernick, if Kaepernick is willing to take a like league minimum deal and something that's extremely team friendly. I think there's an opportunity for him to come back, but at the same time, man, he's, you know, he's had a lot of opportunity to come back under those kind of terms and he hasn't shown much of an interest to do so. So I'm kind of, I'm in the same boat where I don't believe that's going to happen, but I'd be willing to bet you'll see in the next couple of weeks, the jets bring in a veteran quarterback, I don't think it's Joe Flacco. I wouldn't want it to be Joe Flacco if I'm a Jets fan, but I think a few of those names that I mentioned would be viable options. Is Tyrod Taylor on a team? Um, I don't think so. That would be another. That would be another fair option. Yeah, I just I don't know why that came to my head, but we threw it out there. Yeah, I mean, there's not. I mean. If the wheels come off for Zach Wilson like they had, like they did last year, then yeah, they they've kind of got no choice but to uh, but to bring somebody in. Also, Mike Tyrod Taylor plays for the, for Giants. the Giants. Yep, just saw that. But let's bounce out of the AFC and the Aaron Rodgers news. Kyle, what are you earning to talk about now? Well, I just want to touch on a few uh, few other things. Mike, we we had that big Thursday night game. Lions come out with the dub. It was an ugly game for both teams. I don't think either team played particularly great. But chips were down, and the Lions showed that this culture that Dan Campbell's building, it's got some legs to it now. I mean, that's a, that's a game where if you watch Lions games of the past, you know, they're not getting calls going their way. You look at the Chiefs offensive linemen continuously fall starting and not getting called for it. Lions, Lions teams of the past, they would, you know, they would lose that game and pin it on, try to pin it on that and say how they're so aggrieved and stuff. But you know what? This, this grit mentality that Dan Campbell's instilled in the team, they... They saw it, they overcame it, and you know what? They just they controlled what they could control. And they came out at the end of the end of the day with a dub in Arrowhead. I think, you know, the the Lions hype train that the national media has been pushing, you know, it, it, it's that much louder now with them going into Kansas City and beating the defending Super Bowl champs. And I think we saw based on the other games. And Mike, I think this will make your heart glad, but Vikings, they did not look very good against Baker Mayfield and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And and the Packers went into Soldier Field and just took a folding chair to the back of the Chicago Bears head. Oh, yeah. Big time, big time folding chair. Yeah, Mike, you've got to be happy with that Jordan Love performance and the Packers overall showing that they, they still got some gas in the tank and it might be a it might be a Packers Lions rivalry this season in the NFC North where a lot of people were kind of writing the Packers off and not me going to be the Vikings and Lions. So I'm going to touch, I want to touch on that here in a second. I do want to touch on the, the Kansas city Lions game. My liver still hurts from it. I was definitely rooting for the Lions and America was rooting for the Lions. Mike. For them to come out and do that was 
I mean, awesome. For Brian Branch, we saw how hard they wanted Brian Branch. Jameer Gibbs kind of got his inter- or, you know introduction to the NFL. David Montgomery did great things. Goff was doing good. They, going for it on fourth down on their own 17-yard line, it was just cards off the table. What are we going to do? And Kansas City felt that pressure. And there was a yeah. certain individual that was sitting in the stands watching this game. And Kansas City went to him with the checkbook and said, we got pressured. We couldn't get any pressure on the Lions. And we need somebody to help us out here. And what do they go out and do, Kyle? They go out. And hand Chris Jones the bag. $25 million. Yep. No, it it was worth it because his presence, when he is not on the Chiefs, their defense is very average. And I think now, granted, the Lions have a good O-line, but Chris Jones' lack of presence definitely was definitely helped the Lions out. Now, the way that game was going, would that have made, you know, would that have swung the game towards the Chiefs? I don't think so. But it was only a one-point game. It was, but look look at it this way, Mike. When you see a team that is starting to draw up the trick plays and, you know, just kind of has a sense of desperation, going into that game, you told me that, the lions were the team that did not do the desperate plays. You look at the, uh, some of the things the chiefs are drawing up there towards the end of the fourth quarter, just trying to get back in the lead. That's that, that's a tip of the hat to the lions. That's tells them, Hey, you know, we don't think our standard run of the may run of the mill plays are going to be able to get home. So we we're going to start drawing stuff up here on the fly. And I just think that that shows you how tough of a defense the Lions have this season and just overall the the level of team that they have. So I'm as a Lions fan, I'm very pleased. I think I think all of the hype, I'm glad to see that they did not let that go to their heads that, you know, in the grand scheme of things, they've accomplished nothing and they are, you know, they're playing like it. They're 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 drowning out the noise and they're just doing what they want to do heads down and they got the job done. So with that, Micah, we, t- I talked this off season kind of going back to the Packers. You thought, I know you were always confident in them. I made the statement that with some of the talent that they lost this off season, that if Jordan love was good, that they could kind of have this expedited rebuild on the fly. And Man, Mike, game one, Jordan Love looked pretty good. And I think the Packers, they're not uh they're not dead yet. As, as some out there had them. I mean, Jordan Love had a 123.2 pass rating. Well, yeah, which is was the That's, best in the NFL last or th- for, for week one. I did not know that. That is darn good. And then <clears throat> he I mean Three passing touchdowns. I'm sorry. I'm getting. All, I'm going to get all geeked out here. But that That's back fine. shoulder pass to Dobbs in the end zone. I could pull up years of footage of Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers doing that same pass, and you can just tell the effort that Jordan Love put in to watching and training and being a part of Aaron Rodgers' success. The past three years, and how is he? He's pushing that ball down the field. He needs to work on his deep passes, some of his accuracy, but just the short, quick passes. Pretty sure I saw a good old sidearm in there, and that back shoulder pass, left side of the end zone to Romeo Dobbs for that touchdown. There's just, I said it before. If there's one thing the Packers can do, that's what. Draft a quarterback. Yep. They understand how to get quarterbacks. 
I've never had to worry about it in your lifetime. You hate the Packers, but you've never had to worry about it in your lifetime. Well, you've had to be an Alliance fan, but it's cool to do that. And they kept all these key people that I've spoke about about other teams. They kept Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones kept Aaron Jones there because he went for a lower contract. They got Alexander. They got Bakhtiari. They got all these key people in these other spots because Packers are one of the youngest teams in the NFL. Yep. But they have these veteran players in these certain spots. Yeah, and that's that's kind of why I made the argument that they are young and they're kind of almost rebuild on the fly. But as good organizations do, they've drafted well. A lot of their a lot of their rookies, their second year players are contributing big. And you touched on him, Mike. Romeo Dobbs, he was kind of a he was you almost could say he was shunned by Aaron Rodgers last year due to some early season drops. And now with Christian Watson being out, it show you know Romeo Dobbs showing that he has a pulse and he's got chemistry with Jordan Love. If I'm a Packers fan, I'm really encouraged about that because when Christian Watson comes back, you've got two clear cut guys that you know, you know, are rock solid. And I think Dobbs is kind of, you know, I don't want to say he's revitalizing his career because it's only year two for him, but man, he, he's definitely turning things around quick. And I think changing the narrative that some Packer fans might've had on him. So are you taking Dobbs or you taking Christian Watson as the starter still? I'm still taking Christian. Yeah, I, I don't, I think Christian Watson will, he's going to come back and be the clear number one, but you know, we talked to Jordan Love was thrown to these, these guys in the off season, getting a, a repertoire established with them. And yeah, I just think you can look at it now. It's going to be like a one, a one B type situation for a wide receiver. And as a Lions fan, I don't like that, but you know, Iron sharpens iron. So if the Packers and Lions have two games where they're just all out wars and, you know, they're highly contested, it's going to make both teams better. And honestly, that kind of performance in week one kind of put the league on notice like, hey, in Green Bay, they're still out here. So another uh, moving on, you have anything else you want to touch on there, Mike? I do. There's two more quick teams that I want to put a little fire on and then we oh, can totally okay. get you want, Okay, you want to... Okay. Yeah, I want to touch on a few more as well, so I just wondered if you had anything else on the Packers. No, I don't. I'm My heart's still beating, you know, talking about my boys, but um, are the Cowboys really the Cowboys? People can say, you know, greatest NFC team, saddle up, look at what we did, 40-0. to <laughs> No. Saddle up. Your defense, I appreciate that. Your defense got you. Dak Prescott's still a bum. Tony Pollard did decent. I mean, I'm still a huge Tony Pollard fan. But if it was not for that freak defense and a Daniel Jones piss poor performance, I don't. I'm not sold on the Cowboys yet. And people can say they all they want to be all they want, but. I'm not there. Cowboys are a clear number two in the NFC East. I think Eagles Eagles still run that division. I think, you know, there are some question marks if the Giants could sustain the level of success they had last year. A lot of people thought they overachieved. And going out and seeing that performance, that... I think that's a clear indicator the Giants are in for a step backwards this year. They still have no wide receiver to speak of. Saquon's a pretty lonely guy in that team. Daniel Jones, re-signing Daniel Jones, it was one of those deals where, hey, he got us into the playoffs. He got us a playoff win. Your hands are kind of tied at that point to re-sign him. And... I think I don't think there's too many Giants fans out there that were excited about that. And this is kind of why it was one of those. It was almost a mirage, the level of success they had last year. And that being said, the Dallas core, I mean, it's. It's the same team as last year, essentially, minus uh, Zeke. 
but you, you get an upgrade in my mind at running back with Tony Pollard. Oh yeah. And I'm not, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that the Dallas is uh, definitely a playoff team. I don't know that they get the NFC East, but they're definitely going to be taking one of the wild card spots. And I don't think they're the clear number two. Okay, compared to Gi- the Giants in Washington, bro, Washington did way better than what I thought they were going to do. Mike, I'm just saying, I'm not putting them at a clear number two. If you want to put them in no. a clear number two. When they had that super team that they had, what was that, three years ago when the Commanders won the NFC East? It doesn't matter. It's a different It's a different staff now, other, minus McCarthy. It's... And okay, now he's the offensive coordinator. Yeah, I, I don't care about that. That's three years ago, Mike. There's been a lot of turnover since then. So you just don't Lions, see... Lions were 3-13 three, th- three years ago, and look where they are now, so... So you don't, what do you, do you think the Washington's going to be better than the Giants or do you just think it's going to be Giants-Washington's low I think it's going to be bad and bad. I think it's a two-horse race in the NFC East. Now, another team that had a lot of expectations, they gave their QB the bag. He promptly went out and did nothing is our boy Joey Franchise and the Cincinnati Bengals get slapped by the Cleveland Browns 24-3. to Browns have had their number here the past couple uh, seasons. We talked about that last week. They roll up. Bengals roll into town, and Cleveland says, hey, thanks for coming. Uh, you're done. We're done here. Was it Mike, any, any concerns yards? with the Bengals on week one, or do you think it's just uh, – no, zero concerns here. Yeah, I zero. I kind of feel the same way. The team overall just looked kind of shaky. I know Burrow not not playing in the preseason. I don't think that helped his cause. And he wasn't a hundred percent still. Yep. So his poor weather conditions. Yeah, it wasn't ideal. It was like a. Uh, I mean, look at last year. The 49ers lost to the Bears on opening weekend, and look how the season turned out for both. It was teams. kind of a jailhouse football thing, and you know Deshaun Watson's got it in that area. So <laughs> we're I don't have called for. I don't have anything bad for Joe Burrow. You know the rain and everything coming down. It was. I'll give it to Deshaun Watson, but that's the only game he's going to have there. All right, and we know the 49ers, they're still a juggernaut. This was my lone my lone pick that I missed last week. 49ers roll into Pittsburgh and destroy the Steelers. I told you. 40, 49ers still the team in the uh, NFC as a whole, Mike? Oh, yeah, Dunzos. 49ers-Eagles still 1-2 in your mind? Or do you think that two spots up for grabs with the Eagles having two spots not, up for grabs? Not a great performance. It was still a dub, but not a great performance against the Patriots. Two spots up, still up for grabs. 49ers got it, I think, in lockdown. Rams surprised the hell out of me. They did, but there's, man, there's zero depth on that team. I don't see anybody in the NFC East really sh- showing it other than the Eagles. NFC North battle, Packers, Lions. NFC South. Yeah. NFC South, three of the teams won this weekend. Somehow. Yeah. Here's a here's a, a Kyle thing. Falcons bad. Buccaneers bad. Saints bad. Panthers worse. I it's still early to tell, but I think the Saints could have done more. It's cool to see Michael Thomas going at it. Buccaneers yep, he is in got, fact alive. He yes. has been found. Buccaneers, once he finally started getting the ball to Mike Evans, it was something. And then yeah, the Falcons, Baker, didn't, Baker didn't look too bad. No, and Bijan Robinson went off. Yep. Bijan, good pick. Tyler Alliger. Yep. Atlanta, Atlanta and Arthur Smith. That's a run first offense. One yes. of the last of its kind. And yeah, they're going to be able to bully some teams, especially in that NFC South. I think third, fourth, and fifth place is going to be a huge toss-up, but I think 49ers take it. I think it's going to be Rams, Packers, Lions, 
and Eagles kind of all right there, not just because I'm part of the NFC North, but I think it's going to be there. You I think, think so. Su- you think the Rams are going to keep this up, huh? Yes, I do. I we <sighs> spoke about it a little bit before. So you think the Seahawks are dead? No, no. I was just about to say Seahawks are going to be below, like because 49ers, and then it's going to say Rams, Packers, Lions, and then toss the Seahawks down there with you know kind of the Falcons, Buccaneers. Okay, you know, you know what I'll do with the Rams, Mike. I'll agree with your Rams take. Let's get through week three because they got the 49ers this coming week and then they're playing Cincinnati. If they're two and one or three and oh in that stretch, then yeah, I'll say, you know what? Maybe the Rams are onto something here, but I'm not ready to buy in yet. Okay. I, I will go with that. I don't want to go with it, but if they do come out two and one, you beat a damn good team. One of them, unless we see like Bengals just take a die off again. I don't, I, yeah, I can't imagine the Bengals. I don't see it. Last year they went zero and two. Last year they did go zero and two, and it was shaky, and everybody's calling them out, and then they just torched everybody. But I got one other team I want to talk about really quick. All right, go for it. Team three X member. Did you see anything there with the Broncos? A little. I think Rush showed that he may have a pulse. It still wasn't the best performance, but he did have two two touchdowns. Um, but yeah, when Sanjay P. Ryan is your leading receiver, Mike, that's kind of uh, that's tough sledding for, for a team. So we'll see how how Sean Payton proceeds here these next couple weeks but, but i think russell wilson played okay he looked better than he did at any point during the nathaniel hackett era so i think that should give broncos fans a little hope but overall the raiders broncos game was uh pretty ugly yeah it was hard to watch but all right so do you want to go into picks for the coming week or we've also got uh we can Quickly go through the NFL's power rankings. I want to go through the power rankings. All right. And then we're going to go through the games. All right. So I'm going to fire off these power rankings. And you tell me after week one if you think these these teams are too high or too low. Are you doing Fox's power rankings or CBS's? No, I'm going to do ESPN's. ESPN's power rankings. Yep. Came out today. Uh, Mike, bottom of the barrel, 32, Arizona. Do you think they're still the most derelict team in the league? No. No, yo, somebody's more, who do you got mo- more derelict? Houston Texans. I saw more out of the Cardinals defense than I saw out of the Texans. So I'm flip-flopping them. Yeah, Will Anderson did good for the Texans, so. So I think there's some hope there, but yeah, um, I'm just kind of go through some of the noble teams we had Broncos slipped down to 26. Do you think that's, that's a good spot for them? Or you think they should still be a little higher? That's a good, that's a good fit. Good fit for right now. Okay. Giants plummeted to 25. I think that's, I don't think you're going to see them ranked much higher than 25th all season, to be honest with you. I'll see them bouncing around in the 20s, but I don't think they're going to break the 20s. Okay, the lowest team with a win, the lowest team in their power rankings with a win was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number 24. I think I think they're too low here, Mike. That was, you know, they did, they had a slow start against the Vikings. Uh, but once they started rolling, like you said, Mike Evans and Baker started hooking up, and that offense looked pretty decent. I mean, it's it's not a juggernaut by any means, but they were efficient. They had some sustained drives, and they wore the Vikings down. I think twenty four. No. I think twenty four is a little low for them. I I'd, I'd have them maybe around twentieth or twenty four. That's still bottom quarter of the league. I don't think they're. I don't think they're in the bottom quarter as far as you know. I would. 
I would flip flop them with the commanders. I'd put the Rams up there. I'd put the Rams into the 21st. I would put the I'd put the Rams in the 21st. I would put Buccaneers in the 22nd. So basically you're shuffling you're shuffling the commanders down. Yes. Okay. And then yeah, above them, yeah, Falcons at 23, Rams at 22. You shift all those up one. Yep. Drop the commanders down. Yep. Yeah, I think the commanders were the least impressive. Eh. Vikings toss were pretty up, unimpressive. Toss up between the, the commanders and the Raiders as far as the least impre- yes. impressive victories on week one. Um, You've got at number... This, this might be a little high, but you got the Jets at number 12. I know that I know we lost Aaron Rodgers and they were able to get the dub with Zach Wilson. Way but too I high. Think over, I think overall the, the the projections for this team have dropped significantly from where they were, you know, way way too high. hours ago. Packers need to be up there. Bengals need to be above them. I mean, yep, you got the Packers at fourteen, Bengals at thirteen. Yeah, I would agree. Both both teams need to be slotted ahead of the Jets. And Kyle, I'm a Lions guy, but the Lions are too high. Yeah, you can't say that after beating the defending Super Bowl champs. You kind of have, you got to, whether you believe them or in them or not, you have to place them that high. And they did enter the season number, t- they were 10th. So it's not like they jumped from like 27th to 7th. I would. I'm putting the Jaguars ahead of them. Jaguars are at eight. Yep, that's fair. But um, Ravens are too high. So there you go. Drop the Ravens. Bump up. Just swap the Jags and the Ravens. Leave the Lions at seven. We might be able to work that out. But I'm telling you right now, the fucking Packers are too low. Yeah, Packers at Packers at. uh... 14 that does feel a little low i would swap them with the browns browns at 11 Drops um, my ass. also i did want one shout out jim schwartz for the browns new defensive coordinator i think that's going to be a good fit oh I, yeah they oh my gosh were they putting the pressure on bro their defensive line is terrifying yeah they the high flying offenses that we were projected to see from the Bengals. They, they they got they got shut right down. I don't think the Browns are going to be allowing people to score too many points in that division. So Ravens and Steelers better. Uh, Steelers are going to have a tough time scoring points as it is. But now Ravens, I don't think Lamar's going to be able to run hog wild all over the field. And dude, the 49ers are the number one ranked on the power rankings. And I think they deserve it. I agree. Let's just, we'll run through the top 10 just for everybody. How about we do the top 15? I'll just the top 10, just not to prolong it, but 10 chargers, nine bills. I think both those teams are too high. Uh, Number eight, you got the Jags, number seven, the lions, number six, the Ravens. I think the Ravens are too high. Uh, Dolphins at five. I'm okay with Cowboys at four. I'm fine with chiefs at, Three, I dropped the Chiefs. Because one other thing that Lions victory exposed that Travis Kelsey's not there. That offense is dead. And I mean, Mahomes, he's awesome. But man, when he, he's a one man party out there and he just, you know, I, him not having a safety valve in Kelsey, man, it really limits what that team can do. So Chiefs at three, I think is too high. I'd probably have them closer. I'd, I'd have them just below the Lions at eight. So my ideal world, I'd have like the Ravens at nine. I'd have the Chiefs at eight. I'd have the Jags. I'd have the Lions at seven, the Jags at six. But these aren't my power rankings. So uh, number two, the Eagles, no question there. And number one, the 49ers. Again, I got no beef with that. You know, I wanted you to go through the 15, right? 
because you wanted to hear your beloved Green Bay Packers name come out of my mouth one more time. But if they keep playing like they did last week, Mike, I'm sure we will hear them soon enough. That's the spirit. Going into our picks. Four and one last week for myself. Three and two for Mike. Try to do a better job at keeping tabs on uh, running total on wins and losses for us. Mike, we're kicking off week two. We've got a good one on the old Bezos network, Amazon Prime. Minnesota rolls into Philadelphia. 8-15 kickoff, Mike. Eagles favored in this one. The spread is a flat seven. Um, Minnesota's covering. You think Minnesota bounces back from that poor performance last week? Bro, as long as you got Justin Jefferson, you can bounce back from some shit. I'm just saying that. But you have Mr. Cole's cash himself at quarterback. And he still got Justin Jefferson like 120 some yards. I'm going to say Vikings cover. Eagles have been working it. I love seeing Kenneth Gainwell just kind of come out. Like yeah, Sanders running gone. Back by, yep, running back by committee there. Loved seeing that. I'm taking Philadelphia. Minnesota's covering. I'm taking Philadelphia and Philadelphia covers. I, Kirk Cochains, Mr. Cole's cash, whatever you want to call him. I think last Kirk year, all those, all, all those one score games catch up with them. And Philadelphia covers. It's like 34 24. Philly covers 10 points. Cash, cash it in. Uh, our next game, Mike, one o'clock in Duval County. The Chiefs roll into Jacksonville. Two fabulous quarterbacks with Pat Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence. Mike, the Jags are a three-point home dog here. I think I got to take... I. Nobody rolls into Duval County and unsettles Doug Peterson's Jags. And I, man, seeing the, again, going back and seeing how limited the Chiefs were on offense last week and seeing Jacksonville, Calvin Ridley shows up from mothballs, balls out. Mike, I, I don't see an avenue where Jacksonville loses this game. Kyle, huge Jaguars guy. We're going to see him this year. I like the Jags, like what they're doing. Kansas City's got Chris Jones back. Andy Reid does not like to lose how they just did to the Lions. Travis Kelsey is going to be back. Kansas City's winning. Travis Kelsey showing Minus up. three seems so easy, Mike. That seems Tra- like easy money. And I know I... Travis Kelsey's wearing his Hawaiian shirt, and I don't even like Travis Kelsey, hell of a football player. I don't care for that whole facade that they got going on, whatever. But Vegas isn't in the business of handing out money either. Kansas, Kansas is going to win. You know I'm right. Jags you can feel win. it in your loins. Jags win 28-20. Didn't we bet a case of beer on something the other day? Yeah, you owe me a case of beer from the Chiefs-Lions game. Okay, double or nothing. No, no, oh, you gotta take it and run. You gotta pay up on your bets once in a while. Oh, so I'm not gonna man. take you up on that. Game See, number three. Everybody knows that you you have a little bit of uh there, there's a little bit there that you think they might not pull it out. Mike's darlings, the Los Angeles Rams have the 49ers roll into town. Mike thinks the Rams are are the sleeper sleeper team in the NFC. Vegas is telling you that San Francisco is going to roll in there and blow them out. The spread is eight minus Ooh. eight. Ooh. Um, Stafford looked good last week. 334 yards passing. You still San got Francisco Cooper Cup. Takes it. You still got Aaron Donald. Cooper Cup's out for four games. Oh, oh, that's I'm sorry. You're right. Yes. Cooper Cup out on IR. You got two, two Atwell out there. Yup. San Francisco's winning. Rams are covering. 
I think San Francisco. No, San Francisco wins. Rams don't cover. So you think San Francisco covers the eight? Yeah, San Fr- Oh yeah, San Francisco is going to beat them by by right. by right. ten points. Yep, I'm at, I'm with you there. No need to beat a dead horse. Game number four. We have got a Sunday night matchup. The Dolphins roll into Foxborough, taking on the Patriots. Tua looking to keep this hot start up. Dolphins favored by two and a half in Foxborough. I got the one deciding factor. Okay. If the Dolphins can contain Judon, they're going to win by, they're going to win already. But they got to contain Judon. Make sure he doesn't get to Tua. Keep Tua, you know, keep his jersey pretty clean. I think they're going to win by a decent margin. What's the uh, over-under here? Spread is two and a half. Over-under is a, uh, at 46 and a half. Okay. Wow. Dolphins are going to blow the spread out of the water. And I think it's going to be over. I'm taking the Patriots. What? I think last week they held that Eagles offense in check. They held up surprisingly well. Now, if Mac Jones can't be in the business of throwing the ball 54 times again like he did last week, that was crazy to see out of a Bill Belichick team. But I don't think Miami's offense is quite as potent as Philadelphia's. New England's at home once again. They're looking for a little redemption after their Tom Brady ceremony, you know, resulted in L. It just just feels like a game. I don't know. I'm hooked on a feeling with this one. Sunday night, Patriots right the ship. And eke out a victory against the Dolphins. You're hooked in a on low, a feeling, in, a, huh? in a low-scoring, gritty affair. Um, did you fall and hit your head today? No, I did not. I did go to the chiropractor though, and they fixed mm-hmm. they fixed up my my out of place ribs, so that was maybe, nice. But maybe, I did not fall on my head. Maybe they tweaked your fucking neck too hard. They, you know, they could have. Well. But I, hey, you know what, Mike? Scared money don't make money. Remember that. Well, I want you to remember our picks. And also, I want to hit well, our three. I, you just want to do those four games? I was going to do five. No. I was doing a clean five. We'll just do those four this week. There's no not, not other no other real Kyle, matchups jumping out we gotta at We got to hit our two. Nah, I don't want to see like a lot of our no, a lot of our viewers are in Georgia and Michigan. I want to hit. We got to hit the two. We're going to make it a. All right. We'll make them quick. We're going to make it six. Packers, Falcons. Do they contain Bijan in the running game? Who comes out with the win? At Atlanta. Let's see. Taking a look here. Green Bay favored by two over under at 40 and a half. Vegas thinking a low scoring affair here. Um. Bears wanted to really run the ball quite a bit last week. They couldn't do it. They're facing another team with that I feel has a better run offense in Atlanta. But Jordan Love keeps up that level of play that he had last week, and that offense is 90% as effective as they were last week. I think Packers going to Atlanta and get the win. And then Seattle versus Lions. I'm I'm taking it you are you are taking the Packers as well. Yes. And then Lions, Lions and the Seahawks, the spread has actually been growing on this one. It started off at five and a half. It's up to six. <laughs> I think I think Seattle comes in here and gets the doors blown off. Lions home opener. Fans are going to be wild. Detroit also wants a little redemption. This game last year, Mike and I were together. Detroit didn't force a single punt. I don't think that's going to happen again this time, and I think I think Detroit goes 
and just takes care of business and destroys the Seahawks. I'm going to also agree with you. I just wanted to make it quick. The only way I can see the Seattle winning is if Gino gets into his last year swing midseason and Kenneth Walker really gets going. But, I mean, you got DK Metcalf, you got Tyler Lockett. Seattle's got the team to do it. But I think but they had the Detroit team beat second, the Rams last week and they didn't, yes. and they didn't do it. And but Detroit's secondary is just wow. Yeah, this this actually I think is going to be a better test for for Detroit than Kansas City just for the fact that this is a functional offense they're going against. Yes, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, so I I don't need to understate that, but like I said, they were so handicapped without Kelsey. And now they're going against a team that has an established wide receiving core that has a good relationship with Geno Smith. You got Tyler Lockett. You got DK Metcalf. This secondary is going to be put to the test a little more, but I'm glad that they were able to get their feet wet together as a unit last week against a call it subpar offense that the Chiefs are rolling out. So we'll get to see this week how much improved that Detroit secondary is with a more, call it, fully stocked offense that they're facing in Seattle. That being said, I think Detroit is up to the task and just blow Seattle out of the water. Well, I could see uh, I could see you wanted to talk about that one a little bit, and that's why I pushed the issue. It's not like we're talking about the Colts in Houston. It's all right. But those are the picks. <laughs> RIP to anybody that has to watch that game. Yes. Those are the picks. I don't love the primetime game. But we do have a doubleheader Monday, September 18th, which is going to be nice. And uh, we're all looking forward to it. We had a hell of a f- week one. Players did stuff that. They weren't supposed to do, and players that were supposed to do stuff didn't do what they were supposed to do. Yeah, it was really them, interesting. Some of them game. even died. Yes, not literally, it, but figuratively. Figuratively, careers, possibly. Yes. Um, fantasy was wild. Don't yeah, know who we, to start. Don't know who not to start now. Yeah, we won't get into my fantasy outing, but no. But next week we're going to touch a little bit on it, Kyle year go all right guys thanks for listening it was a great week one i think we had a nice podcast this week we will continue to strive and get better so follow us along give us a like follow subscribe however you follow us make sure you do it and tell your buddies to do it too so for kyle and mike we're signing off we'll talk to you next week